0: cool fact a crocodile can't stick out its tongue also you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states united healthcare short-term insurance plans underwritten by golden rule insurance company offer flexible budget-friendly coverage for you learn more at uh1.com
1: hello and welcome to the good the dad and the ugly the podcast by dads for dads and for anyone else interested in the topic of fatherhood we think becoming a dad is a pretty fucking big deal Maybe the biggest deal you'll ever go through as a man. The problem is that blokes are not always that good at talking about stuff and sharing their feelings. So we're here to redress the balance. But don't worry, it's not bloody mum's net. This is blokes talking about stuff. Important stuff, dad stuff. The good and the ugly sides of it. I'm Seth, a first-time dad, and I'll be joined by my pal, Jamie, a soon-to-be dad, along with a different guest on each episode. And this is essentially our month-by-month account of what we're going through and what's on our minds as we foray into these unfamiliar, joyful and often choppy waters. choppy choppy. Welcome back. This is Seth again. So, Eliza is three months old now, which is a quarter of a year, which is kind of incredible when I think about it. Jamie's here, as always. Hello.
2: How are you? All right. Yep. Now into our third trimester, which is a pretty big deal, apparently. Why why do you say apparently? Well, because that's just what everyone tells us. Right, okay. Every time something happens, people go, well, that's quite a big deal. I'm like, is it? That? Oh, okay, that's quite a big deal then. Yeah, all right, Cool. And I guess it is this one more than anything because it's kind of like you feel like it's the home stretch now. It's go time. The thing, almost.
1: the thing that they say is that women tend to feel quite good in the in the second trimester, or towards the end of the second trimester. But then as they kind of get bigger and bigger, yeah, that's when it gets difficult. So are you prepared for that?
2: Yeah, I think so. Like Nat's started to feel like It uh, started to feel uncomfortable. I think is the the right phrase to use. Yeah, no, we're excited. And we did like, we've done things like playing music to the baby and it likes shy effects and sort of drum and bass and Prince really like went crazy for Prince. So I think we've got a bit of a raver on our hands.
1: So... Without further ado, then, let's introduce our guest for today.
0: Who who is your daddy and what does he do?
1: And that is Jim Hickey, who is a good friend
3: of Jamie's.
2: Yeah, Um, I'd say that.
3: (laughs) A close associate.
2: (laughs) Yeah, okay, yeah. Once close associate, yeah. (laughs) But his other
1: other claims to fame, basically being a, a superstar, TV producer, director most famously associated with Dirty Sanchez, the hugely popular TV show involving
3: crazy Welsh people. I'm, uh, yeah, partially responsible for some of that. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah. I'd I went- say you were fully responsible for quite a lot of it. To <laughs> to you. And that's how Jim and I met, actually. That's when, uh, back in, what did you work it out? 2004? 2004. Yeah. It was, it,
3: it, 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 either way, it didn't sound good. No, no, it's true. <laughs> <laughs>
2: it's like a teenager's life away. Yeah. yeah. Well,
1: so we got Jim on, because, obviously because he's a great guy and, and, and hugely entertaining. But you know, in the context of, uh, of what we do here, he is the father of twins. He actually has three kids, but he has twin daughters as well. And obviously, that's a unique kind of perspective on the whole parenting thing.
2: Did you have your twins when we knew each other?
3: Well, mm, I said when we knew each y- other. We've
2: we've
3: no. we still know each other, but. Um, no i didn't i think when we were working on that show kate was probably pregnant with our oldest one and in fact i think when she came out to portugal at the end of that trip when we were all a little bit broken i think she was probably pregnant right okay in fact,
1: like why were you so broken after this trip
2: well because we were filming dirty sanchez series three around europe living in two sort of like rock and roll tour buses, you know, with the lounge and the bunk beds and all that kind of thing. For how long though? Yeah, well, that's the problem. Yeah, well, you went for six weeks. Yeah. I came out and joined you in the middle yeah. for three weeks. And so we had the crew on one and then the boys, I don't know if anyone's familiar with the show, uh, we had the Dirty Sanchez boys on the other one and, and we'd follow each other around, going in different cities in Europe and different countries. And then one night we suddenly went from two buses to one bus because we were doing about 90 on the motorway in the middle of the night and we thought it was a good idea to get them to fight with pepper spray right by the driver and um, he suddenly couldn't see started swerving all over the place had to pull over to the hard shoulder like tears streaming down his eyes and he'd he'd driven motley crew around on their world tour and he said to us he went i'm going home Said I've never in all my years, and he was an old guy. He was like in his like fifties, like sixties, whatever. He, he like. was a road warrior.
1: Yeah, right. And you broke him. Yeah, yeah. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> fucking
3: pepper spray <laughs> oh. down my throat. <laughs> ah. <laughs> ah,
0: you're
3: so fucking dumb. I think I remember Dan Joyce within about half an hour of the bus setting off from MTV, <laughs> climbing out the roof of it and trying try to basically walk along the roof. It oh, was, my God. I mean, it was, yeah, it was a sort of it, it's a slightly ill-conceived idea, really, from the outset, yeah. I don't know, MTV gave us the money to go and do it. And <laughs> the it good all... old days of MTV. <laughs> yeah, right. When they actually the gravy train. things.
2: Yeah, yeah. Well, it's true. It's true. I mean, and it was all lads on this, on these buses. And you can imagine the state of them. Yeah. I remember I woke, woke up to genitals being put in my face and things like that. Yeah, because that would be my worry is that yeah.
1: constantly someone's going to do something like put, yeah, put their ball sack in your mouth or
2: something, something like that. But yeah, you had some mad ones, though, when you went round the world with them. I didn't go on that one, but you had some...
3: Yeah, I think the thing is with that show is it kind of just kept graduating to the next phase. So from Series 2 to Series 3, we decided to go on this tour bus around Europe. And then after that, there was a company interested in making a film yeah. uh, called Vertigo Films, and they'd done stuff with Nick Love, you know, they're a decent film company, and they wanted to make a film um, with MTV Films Europe, and there was a tie-in, and then they said, you know, do you want to do that? And And every time you think right, I'm, I'm pulling out the next one, I can't do this anymore. It just got a bit bigger, and you were just like, right, okay, well, I've got to do that. That's, an amaz- that's incredible. Someone's actually wanting to make an actual feature-length film on these, with these guys, Yeah, and they want to put it out, and it ended up in sort of 300 cinemas up and down the country, and we had a premiere in Cardiff. That was amazing. And if you thought that couldn't get better, then we, the next one we did was about natural highs going around <laughs> the world. That's was just asking for a disaster. Yeah, to, and we went to eight different countries around the world and they were just taking everything from ayahuasca in Brazil to yeah. uh, magic mushrooms in Mexico to different types of hallucinogenics in Cambodia. And Did you take any of them? Uh, I, t- I took some uh, betel nut, uh, which is like an am- a natural amphetamine in the Philippines in these mountains, which was, you know, amazing. Yeah. Uh, actually, the scenery I found better than the uh, <laughs> than the drug itself. Or did the scenery become better whilst on the drugs?
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs> what was the worst thing that happened to you? Didn't you get like nearly? Like, arrested or something? We
3: were filming in... Uh, I think it was for series two, we were filming in the US-Mexican border, and we were having a night out for Pancho's birthday. I think it's Pancho's birthday today. Oh, happy so birthday, So, happy Pan- birthday, Pancho. <laughs> so, we were filming for his birthday, and however long ago it was, and we went out on a night out to this town called Nogales, and um, it was over the border in Mexico, and we went out for kind of like a wild night out, because I think you could still just about do that. I think you could cross the border and everything, and it was fine. And one of the... Cowboy guys we were filming with decided to buy some MDMA and then he obviously gave it to one of the lads and as we were I won't say which as we were crossing (laughs) back over at the end of the night right very worse for wear he ended up realising he had it and threw it down at my feet and at that point like one of the Mexican border guards came over to me and said he picked it up and said is this yours and I kind of said no it's not mine it's nothing to do with me and he asked to see my passport oh god so I had to give him my passport he then said right I'm not going to give you your passport back unless you give me $50 so that's an easy choice to make (laughs) (laughs) sold easier if you've got the $50 Uh, I didn't have the $50 because we'd already been on our night out and we went to quite a few cash only establishments and so basically uh, I had to have this whip round raise this $50 I ended up giving him the $50. He gave him back the passport and then in, in the same hand gave him back the MDMA as well. Brilliant. <laughs> yeah. And it's like, it was, it's not mine. It wasn't mine to begin with. Well, I certainly don't want it back. So, you know. Because <laughs> I've
2: now got to go and meet some US officials who probably <laughs> yeah. won't be so lenient. Yeah, no, that's exactly.
3: it. There's been a fair few crazy nights out with those guys. But I'm I, I still in touch with them. I, I think they're, they're brilliant. They're, like, they're, like, they're great guys. Yeah. So, and, the, you know, they're definitely responsible for some some pretty cool times and actually I really think the experience I had with them dealing with the the piss the sick and the shit as actually kind of stood me in good stead to be a parent so you well, know, <laughs> yeah that's
1: that is a good segue I was gonna say I was gonna ask whether you know like it sounds like you've had quite a few kind of wild sort of nights and and days yeah but perhaps like raising three kids and twins is is sort of on a par with that
3: yeah, I think so. Yeah, was probably slightly less uh, dangerous a- and you know less well paid. <laughs> <It's> right, <laughs> That's
0: yeah. a good point.
3: So, how how old were you when you had your first child? God, this is going to sound bad now, isn't it? I was thirty. I uh, probably thirty. In uh, fact, I think he was born a day before me, so I can say I was twenty nine. Yeah, <laughs> okay.
2: <laughs> I like that's how you work out.
1: Yeah, that's good.
3: So I was very much twenty nine in my late twenties.
1: How did you find it? How did you kind of cope with that? When
3: yeah, first one. Yeah, yeah. I was you know ready for it. Happy. Uh, been with my missus for a long time. Just got married, and we're kind of happy to get on with it. You know, we were lucky. It all happened pretty quickly. And the sort of like next summer, there was a little man uh, that joined us, which was wicked. I didn't have any kind of you know, was uh, you know obviously it's going like you know it's going to be life changing and all that stuff but I was pretty happy to be getting on with it I think yeah, yeah yeah
1: and then you and then obviously a few years later you decided yeah. to kind of go for it again
3: yeah and
2: have twins. <laughs> you decided that right that yeah, was, it was a decision. absolutely <laughs> a decision that we
3: decided it was just like right we really need to yeah oh, it up a notch yeah, yeah
2: you've got your parenting down now let's have three. did you ever think oh we'll have three kids in total were you ever think did you think oh we'll stop at two and uh, then have the, the situation of going okay this is actually going to be three
3: yeah you know, I don't think either of us ever thought Alright, oh, actually we're going to be like a three kid family or anything I think we basically yeah we knew we wanted to have another one and then I think we probably would have been one of those kind of like Parents who are kind of having a like endless procrastination about whether you want to have a, a third. Yeah kid and sort of you know well we haven't got you know the full set or, you know or whatever like loads of people have that you know do we want like you know they might have two boys they might want the girl or or whatever it is they might just want three kids who knows uh, but we knew we wanted another one and so i guess all that did was stop us having that that discussion at a later stage because you know we did have you know twins the second time around can i just can i just ask how did you find out first of all and then like what was your reaction So we went for the routine scan. I think we had it at about 14 weeks because like second time round, I don't know whether it was just we weren't as on it and we were just like, yeah, you know, whatever, we'll go in. But we went in for the routine scan and there was obviously, there's no discussion about the sex at that scan, I don't think. And we, you know, just the, the... Is doing the scan and he's just sort of kind of drops something about kind of yeah they're doing well you know or you know there seems to be uh there seems to you know the heartbeats seem to be doing well he made some kind of little kind of dropping a hint plural that (laughs) might suggest that you know he's kind of like them waiting for you to hear the sound of a jaw hitting the floor and he's kind of then you know like there's some sort of like little kind of uh, thing going on uh, just, just waiting to see how long it takes to compute I bet they yeah. love that I oh, bet yeah. They
2: yeah I bet like they have a, like, a, a, like a top gear kind of like board of <laughs> how many seconds it took for the parents to realise they're having twins uh, how long did, did you just kind of go so I, I, I could be mistaken <laughs> but I'm pretty sure you just called it them and I'm pretty sure you put an S on the end of heartbeat there I mean I'm pretty sure there's only one heart in a human body so how long did that take you to kind of And did you kind of look at each other and go, like, what was your immediate reaction?
3: Uh, My immediate reaction was that I I laughed. Yeah, (laughs) yeah. yeah, Which is obviously a very blokey reaction to do. And my missus cried. So, yeah, there was sort of both ends covered. Cried with,
1: yeah, that's what I was going to ask. Cried with joy or cried with terror?
3: Uh, I would imagine it was probably a bit of both. Yeah, I'd imagine it was probably <laughs> a bit of both because I can I, I can imagine that you maybe you're just flashing forward at that point as to what that is going to do, and yeah. how that is going to feel. So in terms of like the size that your wife got,
2: was it like noticeably, obviously that you're a lot bigger because you're carrying twins, or because I've seen pictures of like people who are carrying triplets, and that's insane. <laughs> like it looks it looks fake, it looks like a prosthetics as far as I'm concerned. I can't imagine how anyone can get that
3: pregnant really
2: i mean it's like it's
3: huge but with twins is it kind of i think right right towards the end there were a couple of pictures that we took and it does look slightly you know like you know um very very big uh uh, i mean very very big all all, all out in 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 the the tummy it it was just really pronounced that's what i
2: mean i mean the tummy i don't you know Yeah. yeah
3: Yeah, I think right towards the end, but knowing the weight they came out as, actually, you know, they were sort of both under six pounds. So I guess if you were delivering a 12 pound baby, then possibly that might just be the same as yeah, uh, as yeah. the two little six pounders. That, oh, that's six probably pounds. underselling it a little bit. Yeah, a little but bit, maybe, yeah. The, um, the, 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 the six pounders that, that were just popped out. But um, <laughs> yeah, um, we also had the twins at 36 weeks, so they didn't go kind of full term. Right. right. Well, I think that is sort of full term for twins
1: yeah they sort of I think because we had we did NCT classes and we had a lady in there who was having twins yeah and I think they induced her at 38 weeks maybe oh 38 right maybe 30 yeah around then but it's certainly like they do it much
3: earlier okay yeah 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 all right, good. Do we get hammered for fa- being like factually inaccurate? No. Or, or are we all no, right? We've, been, we've with been
2: factually inaccurate throughout this whole series, <laughs> to be honest with you. I don't okay, think that's... Um, that's part of our thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, cool. We have Dr. Seth here, who's
3: uh,
2: the most factually incorrect doctor. Uh, now, well, I've got, I've got a medical
3: question for you. Yeah. Are they identical twins? I think the, the funny thing is, we've never actually kind of found out uh, but
2: what is there to find out about identical twins? Okay, Surely
3: s- they just look identical. <laughs> no, hang on, JB. No, that's
1: that's not correct. Why? There's like a difference between them. But, so basically so, yeah, so, I, so, so like twins, just yeah, standard twins, are when I think it's when two eggs right. are fertilized separately. Okay. Identical twin twins is when they Split. divide like addition like an extra time right. so they have exactly the same genetic material.
2: Is this Dr. Seth or is this factually correct?
1: Well, More I, or less. I, I I I believe that I'm always factually correct. I don't say things unless I'm sure. No, I don't know. Okay. I don't know. Well, yeah, it's it's Doctor Seth. Okay, yeah, cool. I <laughs> kind
3: of make it up, but I'm pretty sure that's accurate. Does that sound accurate? Yeah, I think there is factual accuracy in what you're saying. Okay. <laughs> Just giving a very uh, Con- uh, concerned and Consultant questioning look. Jim says, <laughs> yeah, yeah. but basically we've never found out, right? I think it was hard to tell from the way they when they when they were born that I think from the scans they were always in two sacs, but they shared the placenta. So that makes me think maybe they're not identical because they had different sacs. But you know when they were born. It was hard to say. And I don't think either of us were kind of, you know, raising our hand to say, oh, could you just tell us if you think they're identical from the what's coming out? And uh, I don't think that would have been perhaps appropriate. But they look really, really similar. And okay. there are kind of like members of my family who still can't tell which one's which. And but you so, can quite
2: easily. Yeah, actually.
3: I can. Yeah. But, you know, I just I kind of know from, the, you know, very specific things, like just the slight difference in the shape of the face. Or, um, but they look very, very similar. So you don't dress them the same though. No, we never really dressed them the same. Good. And that's because I think we never really, I never wanted to spend like money on two sets of clothes. It just seemed like a massive like, but waste I always thought People did it because it was cheaper to do that because it was like a lot of the time, like buy
2: one, oh. get one. But I don't know. I just assumed that it was cheap. That's why people did it. Isn't that why people did it? No, I think people
3: do it because they like them to
2: look the same. They want to play up to the
3: thing. That's no. what I've always assumed. Yeah. Really? Isn't it? Is that not a thing? I think maybe you're right. Yeah. I think Seth might be might have it there yeah there you really? go
2: dr seth getting right we like, yeah. well that's not again. dr Seth. that's that's just diff- that's your opinion on something okay. this isn't based on medical fact so right um I, yeah <laughs> i kind of i've always just assumed it was just because it was cheaper yeah but maybe but yeah maybe you're right like, i don't know i just kind of wouldn't understand i can't get inside the head of someone who would want to dress two kids the same way think, they don't have an identity they, i don't they. think
1: jim's saying it's like you know it's not an argument about cheapness it's just about the fact that if you're going to spend money on clothes you'd like to have a greater assortment of clothes
3: then they can share them yeah, right so that's right. The, that's the thinking is basically they've got like a whole load of clothes and they're all different and they can just basically pick and choose whatever they want and that's kind of like what they what they've always done so mm. so I, I think the only way of actually finding out possibly now would be just to do like a to, to do a, like a test a, a dna yeah. test which yeah. Perhaps if this weird. was a different kind of podcast, you'd kind yeah. of like, you know, yeah. kind of have the results <laughs> or waiting for me now. Or well, like well, why did you say that? Producer Tom,
2: if we could just... Uh...
1: So, Jim, could you just sort of like talk to us about the actual birth itself and how that went down?
3: Yeah, the birth was... Uh, it, was in, it ended up being in theatre. Yeah. So... So
2: what's the difference between it being... Like, is that just not on the ward?
3: Yeah, I guess it wasn't on kind of like one of the midwife-led wards. Right. Uh, it was in, in, you know, in theatre, which is kind of like a bit more clinical. Surgery. Doc- kind of. Doctors present. Oh, uh, okay. And uh, yeah, I don't know. That wasn't for any specific reason. I think it was just like a precaution, obviously, because I don't think all twins are delivered that way. And And I remember definitely going to a session where uh, there was a midwife and she was talking to my wife about having a beautiful vaginal birth and that's absolutely possible with twins and i'm, I'm kind of going right, like, well you know so you're i don't know who describes it that way maybe maybe people midwives yeah, yeah they people. love
2: that stuff they love that <laughs> didn't they just say that kind of stuff just to make the father feel a bit awkward standing there just kind of uh-huh yeah sure yeah
3: <laughs> it's sure. gonna be a wait, it's gonna be a beautiful vaginal birth uh and, and and that it wasn't necessarily gonna have to be a c-section just because it was twins but is that what the majority are of twins are they
2: majority c-section or not really is it
3: um... uh I, I mean dr seth
2: yeah
0: Any, <laughs> um
1: <anyone else? laughs> i'm gonna go with uh, in this country yeah. I'm going to say yeah it's probably slightly higher majority uh, are delivered by c and this is based on no fact or no research. I feel like I've heard this before <laughs> well because generally generally speaking you know where there's any kind of medical sort of don't want to say abnormality but when there's something, yeah when there's something slightly different i think they're much more kind of keen to do things right. in a surgical yeah. medical yeah. way yeah. yeah so that's what le- leads me mm. to believe that they probably do and they do ju- and the uh, thing is you inju- i think with twins that because they're worried about them kind of going full term and becoming like too big they do tend to induce at a certain point and i think probably ooh. induced babies tend to come maybe more by c-section because they turn at a certain time don't they so if they haven't turned at that point, they're going to have to deliver them by C-section. Well, I'm just speculating. So I think this is basically... <laughs> Again. <laughs> yeah.
3: I think that the reason we were in theatre was just in case anything went yeah, wrong. Yeah, of course, yeah. And obviously the C-section is an option. And so we were. it was a slightly more... It was a more kind of clinical environment. You know, you're kind of in the middle of a room and there's more people around. Yeah, it was, you know, it was kind of like, right, this is quite serious. You know, this feels like a serious environment. And, yeah, I, I remember being you know uh, honor came out first and
1: can, sorry can i just stop you at that point because i this is like a really brief question but if you're having it occurred to me earlier that if you're having twins of the same sex yep. you've obviously got to think of two names yeah and i don't know whether or not you thought of the names beforehand perhaps you did i'm not sure but like how do you decide either way how do you decide which baby
3: gets which name uh, I think we chose the names after they were born. Oh, no, although I'm not sure we did because, you know, it could be that we named them the wrong way around. That's it. Well, that's what I'm
2: saying.
1: How do you debate that decision? Because you might have a favourite name and then you're like, well, basically you're saying, this is my favourite baby because i I've given you the favourite name.
3: <laughs> <laughs> I know, but you know, well, the way around that was, I think we each chose a name. So, right. yeah. But, and, and I think those names... <laughs> how do you decide I which think, one gets the I name? Think those, <laughs> th- I think those names were given after the birth and based on their individual characteristics. Right. And just what we <laughs> Good felt answer. was right, yeah? yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and which was your name? Which was the name that you chose? Uh, I've got a feeling... You don't even know? I chose was Honour. Honour. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. But that is in no way reflecting... No, no, which, of course. Which is no, no, my no, no, favourite. No, no, no. Of course. No, of course, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Once Honour was sort of delivered, and she was taken off to the kind of be put under a heat lamp and given a rub and kind of swaddled up and all that stuff i found myself naturally sort of wanting to go off and check with her what was you know yeah. what was going on that she was all right but then you're sort of going oh god i need to go back there as well and i've just kind of spent about 20 second dithering and working out where i was probably going to do the least damage so you're kind of like oh, do, you know do i go with this one because uh is she okay you know how's she getting on is she breathing all right is she making a noise is she crying but then there's obviously your missus is still there do presumably
1: uh, there's like a midwife there checking
3: yeah the yeah babies, yeah they didn't just right. kind of like yeah. pop her just, in and <laughs> w- kick <laughs> it over and it was wheeled over to a heat lamp it was you know i think they, they were they were on it i don't think they were that bothered about where i was to, to be honest i think they could uh they couldn't see that i was being there like, is, that effective anywhere but i mean it's
1: probably yeah i imagine this is sort of magnified you know in the situation of having twins but uh, already difficult birth perhaps but i think that in general, you do, as a dad in that situation, you do feel like a little bit of a spare part. Oh, like yeah. you re- realise that you don't really need to be there for anything. <laughs> I wait, mean, hang on, wait, wait, what? I not- don't need to, I don't need to be there. now, no, Jamie, I'm not saying that you shouldn't be there. <laughs> yeah, I'm just saying that you don't really need to be there. Like there's nothing that you can really do that is that crucial to the whole
2: process. I will provide tunes um, and be pretty <laughs> much the... Uncle DJ, I reckon. (laughs) That'll be my role, making sure that it's shy effects and drum and bass are basically,
3: and Prince. I think most birthing centres do have decks in the corner, actually, so smoke machine, bring your 12 inches, yeah.
1: (laughs) They probably provide DJs as well. Not on the NHS.
3: (laughs) I think in the end, I did go back and was uh yeah there for the obviously when esther esther came out nine minutes later and then obviously you know you want to try it was in theater and it's a bit scarier and kind of obviously trying to be as supportive as you can uh to my missus as well so but yeah it was a bit more of a whirlwind than first time round i think with a little bit more drama thrown in just because it was all in theater and it just felt a bit more kind of clinical yeah. but I, th- I think they were pretty amazing actually
2: the the,
3: the, 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 the hospital up in star. Barnet.
2: Uh,
0: yeah, which hospital was it? Barnet.
2: Barnet Hospital.
0: Yeah. Which was wicked.
2: Big
3: up Barnet Hospital.
0: Yeah. They were- As a person with a very deep voice, I'm hired all the time for advertising campaigns. But a deep voice doesn't sell B2B. And advertising on the wrong platform doesn't sell B2B either. That's why if you're a B2B marketer, you should use LinkedIn ads. LinkedIn has the targeting capabilities to help you reach the world's largest professional audience. We'll even give you a $100 credit on your next campaign. Go to linkedin.com slash results to claim your credit. That's linkedin.com slash results. Terms and conditions apply.
3: Instacart shoppers
1: know groceries. They know that you can't make guacamole with rock-hard avocados.
0: They know how to quickly find those peanut butter pretzels you can never find. And they keep you in the know by giving you updates about your order along the way. Let Instacart shoppers help take shopping off
1: your plate so you can get time and energy back for what really matters. Visit instacart.com or download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders. Offer valid for a limited time, minimum order $10. Additional
0: terms apply. Instacart. Add life to cart.
1: Great. Yeah, so Jim, once the birth was out of the way, how were those first few weeks for Just got you? the
2: birth out of the way. Get that
3: out of the way. Yeah. <laughs> yeah I mean obviously it was um yeah it was pretty hardcore I remember definitely the first couple of weeks certainly the first few days you could basically fit both of them in, in a Moses bas- basket and that's kind of how they slept which was really really cute but you know and I, I guess I caveat this with this however hard it was for me obviously um my missus had just given birth and was trying to breastfeed it was grueling and tough 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 however tough i was finding it it's obviously times 10 but it, it was you know it's i think it was difficult all round. i mentioned the breastfeeding i think you know you're trying to do that yeah that's really really quite difficult i think with two you know Did
1: they, do you think the having the experience of having at least done it before was helpful in that respect
3: yeah because I think you know what it's supposed to feel like I guess and you know where you're supposed to be going with it and what it's supposed to feel like I guess but you know if you've got two going you've either got to try and do them at the same time and I remember seeing that a couple of times and thinking that uh, that's got to be tough you know you've got them under your arms but you know a couple of rugby balls and you know that's difficult and I think you know you kind of do feel a bit of the pressure to, to breastfeed. And I'm not sure if that's kind of let up when you have twins. And in the end, I think, you know, you end up, you know, you have to make a decision for yourself to kind of do what might be best for your, kind of your your, your health, hopefully. I remember it being really, really difficult. And, and you, you're not necessarily knowing where your next good night's sleep is coming from. And I suppose yeah. that that's probably the same for, for any kind of, any newborn, uh, isn't it? Or anyone with a newborn. But, um, you know, just not knowing when your next good night's sleep is coming from, right? I mean, yeah. you, you've, yours is... Three weeks old, Seth, right? Is that right? Three, three months,
1: months old, three, three months, months old, um, Well, y- yeah, sort of. She, she, she's a really good sleeper. She's a really you, good sleeper. i oh, so smug she's, about it as well. <laughs> no, it's but, disgusting. <laughs> no, I mean... It's all going to fall apart soon. I, um, I am aware that it could all change. And I'm also, well, Alice and I are very much aware that you know, that we're very lucky that it's like this and it's not like, so we consider ourselves to be very fortunate, yeah. but at the moment, and again, I'm touching wood, Jamie, I'm leaving it. Um, at the moment. Yeah. She's just, she's really, she's really good. So like, uh, it's, it's, cr- it's crazy to say this, right. But like, and I, I know this is not the experience for most people, but in the three months that she's been born, <laughs> I've only had two nights where
2: I didn't sleep. well. <laughs> <laughs> this being a dad thing's a piece of piss, isn't it? <gasps> Well, I
1: mean, and it's easy not, but it's but just. But on a good
3: night's sleep, you can get, you can probably get through it, right? I mean, yeah, yeah that, exactly. that's the big difference. Whereas if you're kind of, you know, if you're up at like whatever and, you know, or like again, six, seven o'clock. <laughs> like, well, you know, twice, three times in a night. Uh, again, i you know, I'll just say that however often I was doing it, you know, my other half was doing it far more often than I was. So yeah. I, I think the thing was just getting them, whatever you were doing, you were having to do it at the same time. Yeah. So, like whether it's like uh you know the fe- feeding you know going to bed bathing it was you just have you would have to do it at the same time because otherwise you'd just be constantly doing it yeah. round the clock. So it's just trying to get into some sort of routine that works for both of them, whether they like it or not, and making sure they got into that routine, I think.
2: With the feeding, can you do like a baby on each breast? Yeah.
3: yeah. Uh, you like, can? Yeah, that's what I was saying about the rugby ball thing. Right. Uh, yeah, basically, yeah, I remember that happening. God, that's
1: nuts. I mean, did you persist with that or was it had to become easier to kind of do one and then the other?
3: Well, to be honest, the breastfeeding, it lasted a few weeks and then it kind of had to go out the window. Right, uh, yeah. Just because it was just, a, it was like a physical impossibility. Yeah. And yeah, I mean, you know, people might say, just got to persevere, but a bit... No, you do of, what's right for you, don't you? Yeah, exactly. I mean. Yeah, and yeah, they're they're great. They're, <laughs> there's nothing like the the boy was breastfed for like nine months. Yeah, the yeah, girls yeah. are.
2: How did he take to like to suddenly having two people to
3: compete with? He's always seen them as being kind of like they're. The, the twins i don't think he's ever seen there was competition he's always seen them as being sisters the girls they've got each other and um you know i guess he focuses attention possibly a little bit more on me you do that thing where you kind of divide and conquer as well so you know i would just take him out down the park or whatever it would was just for a slightly you know quieter life i guess mm. <laughs> and to, to give the boy a run i guess yeah, so yeah, yeah. Uh, he was always pretty cool like that i think yeah he kind of He's always been pretty, pretty sweet with them.
2: So your girls, do they, a I guess, are their personalities very, very different because they're twins, or do they kind of share a lot of traits because they're twins? I guess it could probably go both ways, really.
3: Uh, I think they, I think they, they they have more similarities than differences. I think they're they're really similar in their personalities. They're both really, um, cr- like they are both really creative. They both love kind of art and st- and doing stuff like that, and they love. I mean it's difficult to tell because again just you do, can't do, tell them apart. It's really <laughs> difficult to tell cuz I still don't know who, which one's which. <laughs> it's difficult to tell because we've probably always tried to do the same things with both of them. So yeah. if one of them didn't turn around and complain that they hated it, we'd just keep going. So you know they both like doing piano lessons, they both do like ballet. And if someone one of them turned around and said like, "You know what? I really hate it. I don't want to go anymore." Obviously we would take them out of it. But they've they've always they always just like doing things together. So, I think because of that, there's not that many kind of really marked differences. And I, I think they are very similar. I think one of them's a better manipulator than the other. <laughs> Which <laughs> so- one's that?
0: <laughs> <laughs> no, she not.
3: knows. <laughs> 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 yeah, and one of them's a bit more happy go lucky. But, that, you know, there's a kind of subtle differences. Um, but it's hard to know whether that's kind of nature or nurture. Yeah. But uh, you know Yeah. There was, well
1: it, that's that's why like twins are so kind of like fascinating, isn't it? Yeah. Because, like, that's how you can kind of answer some of those really complicated questions about nature and nurture yeah. in theory. Because weren't you weren't you thinking about sending <laughs> one of them to like a private
3: School. Because yeah, ex- we only had the money for one. So. <laughs> <laughs> no, it, it was an interesting thought. I thought, you know, this is a real way to find out how, how different they are and to do a sort of a, you know, a kind of whole yeah, social experiment with them. So, but like, homeschool one
2: or keep one in the shed with the chickens <laughs> and then the other one <laughs> I wonder
1: which one will come out
2: better.
1: <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, you, you didn't, in the end, send them to different schools but do you have them in different classes at school
3: no they um they've always been in the same class at school yeah i think they the sort of the teachers tend to kind of ask us you know do you want to split them up and and, and we've always just said no uh, i think mostly because we don't feel that they um you know they've got a sort of set of friends they're, they're very you know they're very good friends themselves and i don't think we've ever felt that we needed to kind of split them up for their own good i think they're kind of you know they're sort of safety in numbers i think well, that's yeah. what we think anyway do you um, know
1: if uh, when they're in class they sit next to each other or do
3: they i think the teachers probably would would split them up and have them sitting on different tables uh, i'm I'm not entirely sure
2: god i bet they're a nightmare I picture them as like the twins from the Simpsons. You know those twin girls? You
3: can't Jamie, you can't say things like no, that. No, I'm just saying, you know, like twins usually, I remember
2: like in they were always just like always quite conniving and always cuz they had that allegiance, that like natural allegiance, so they'd always they'd always be that and you'd always these yeah, are the sorry, stereotypes just, that you're battling every
1: day. Yeah, yeah, me- yeah it's true. Ma-
3: maybe that's maybe they're not, and that's why they've re- remained in the same uh, in the same uh, class. I yeah. don't know. Maybe they're not. But I, I know that they uh, they've both got their pen licenses recently, so that, I think they must be relatively like, like on, quite what? good. You have to get you a license to use a pen. A, yeah, yeah. They,
2: if you use it in a certain way, it can be lethal. <laughs> uh, straight to the straight to the neck. Yeah.
3: You know, I think to qualify to use a pen, you've got to prove that you can kind of like spell and write neatly and all that stuff, and then they issue you with a pen license at this primary school that my kids are at if they did those tests
2: now i would not get a license (laughs)
3: trust me i'm not even joking my 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 handwriting 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 is is horrendous license revoked
1: jim have you got any tips that you would sort of be able to pass on to perhaps expectant fathers Uh, of twins
3: yeah uh, yeah i think so uh get used to people asking are they twins oh
2: yeah (laughs) yeah
3: well then, that's why you dress them in the same clothes, and so no one us to ask
2: you. I that. guess that's, I think that's the reason. That must be the have, reason. Yeah, yeah I'm maybe glad that is.
3: Maybe that's where I went wrong. Yeah, yeah. You can only kind of say, you know, it was buy one get one free. <laughs> <laughs> so many times, uh, <laughs> and I think just keep an eye out for what the other half needs from you, because um, you know, and, and maybe don't like, don't use work as an excuse to run off because it's easier <laughs> try and think about what it's like to be at home these are all things i probably didn't do um, say, so I, it's
2: from experience yeah, right? yeah.
3: yeah it's just from experience of doing things really badly <laughs> um don't, basically i'm writing a book on how not to do it um but but uh, yeah bear in mind however difficult it is for you there's someone else who's probably suffering a lot more
1: that actually that's one thing that must be kind of frustrating is having to kind of have two of everything like two baby bouncers and two yeah that like, or, or a pram for two babies no, it's I can't like, really expensive.
3: you're getting the floor <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> right okay. you get the baby yeah. <laughs> Uh yeah I mean logistics are are, are tricky you know yeah. um, the buggies you know what you can you know the, the kind of buggies you can get are, what buggies did you go with uh, I can't that's remember, what world I'm I can't in the, remember the brand there was a McLaren one that we had which was just kind of like the lightweight one which was kind of cool and that would just about fit through the door in Starbucks or wherever <laughs> and then there was this kind of like this like urban thing with proper tyres on it that just made you feel like you were kind of going out in a tractor or whatever and, and, and neither of them are, are small like little things you know
2: yeah I reckon that's a bugaboo I'm calling <laughs> it bugaboo
3: <laughs> I think it was like, a, I, like an, I can't even remember the brand probably was, for the best <laughs> right, because we're sponsored by Bugaboo, right? Not yet, not yet. I thought we
1: were going to be sponsored by iCandy. Oh no, we've already slated iCandy, haven't we? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> destroyed no, that we no, no, no. yeah.
2: Although if they do want to sponsor us and give us a free buggy, we are open to changing our mind on iCandy. <laughs> <laughs> we're very fickle on this podcast. On the topic of kind of technology
1: stuff. Oh yeah. You know what time is, is, don't you, Jamie? It's dad tech time. <laughs>
0: Got
2: a brand new bed. So this time on Dad Tech, we have something called the Dad Pad. It's basically a big, <laughs> and I'm trying to sell this in a in a way that is is tech uh, leaning towards tech. Well, I, I mean, I might be able to help you okay. like, from a
1: definitional Please point do. of view because yeah. I I'm not sure. I, I was thinking about this before, and I thought I would like actually do some research on it. Okay, but welcome. yet again, I've, I've I've failed to do that. Oh. But I'm pretty sure that technology is quite an old word Mm. and it doesn't necessarily... We think of technology as being like high technology, stuff that comes out of Silicon Valley or whatever. Yeah. But actually technology just means anything that's kind of innovative that can make your life sort of a tool, essentially. Okay. It's a tool. It's another word for tool. So
2: I think that is... Yes. Well, then this is definitely... It's basically a sort of 30-page, uh, not it's not a pamphlet because that would be underselling it, but it's this series of cards which basically uh, aim to give new dads and expectant dads a bit of a heads up on what to expect in the coming months. And this one has basically been put together by a group of guys down in Cornwall who um, felt like there wasn't enough out there for expectant dads and they basically feel that mums have, you know, seemed to get all the information like presented to them on a regular basis and dad's a little bit like what we're doing yeah, here a bit lovely, kind of thing yeah. but so this is a, a booklet which is kind of designed a bit like an ipad and you kind of slide the pieces of paper over and on each one is a different like area for dad's sort of like so i've, I've opened one in it's dad's role in breastfeeding and it gonna gives you tips of what you can do even when your other half is breastfeeding what kind of how you can help and and that sort of thing and then other things such as hang on i'm gonna flip it over how babies like to be held that kind of thing because not a lot of people necessarily know that and a lot of people don't have a support community that they can just you know it's great if you've got a load of friends with babies but what if you're the first out of your group of friends to you know you're not just gonna necessarily know this kind of thing and the, the guys who run it basically said um I'll read a little bit here. They said, Mums have known since childhood that only they will end up giving birth. So they have picked up a lot of advice and relevant information from mothers and grandmothers in society. Female play has been about dolls and babies, etc. And they have rightly or wrongly been led down the path by society who reinforce gender stereotypes. Boys and men have rarely had the opportunity to pick up such information that prepares them. And I think that's true, and I think that's pretty relevant to what we're doing as well. And so this this little pad here, I think they're going to try and move it into the digital world and do a little app as well. But uh, for now, it's it's hard copy only. And you can get it from their website, which is the DadPad.co.uk, and it costs um, £8.75, and that includes... Postage and packaging, and I actually recommend it. I think it's, I think it's really good, and I think it's a good little aid and a good little tool, even for. I reckon, you know, I reckon maybe not you, Jim, because you're a bit.
3: I mean, I could have done with it. Yeah.
2: Well, there we go. Can I just start
3: is it wipe free, Jamie? Um, You know, because it it feels like it is a bit wipe free. Yeah, yeah. it's kind
2: of on gloss paper. Yeah, it's like card. Yeah, you can hear.
1: Yeah, you need it white free don't you?
2: I think so, yeah. Help let's to a, let's co- go to
1: the breastfeeding one again and just yeah. like read some tips off that.
2: Okay, so the breastfeeding one. Here we go. So, Dad's role in breastfeeding. You can support and reassure your partner while she is breastfeeding. Do you do that? I do, yes. Okay, good. Uh, bring her a drink and offer her a pillow, cushion, if she needs to get comfy.
1: You know what? I definitely do that.
2: Yeah, okay. Yeah. Um, offer to change nappies, wind baby, bath baby, and calm baby by doing skin-to-skin skin with you.
1: I do all of those things.
2: And so it goes on. And there's other things. Surviving without sleep is one here, which is quite good. Gives you tips on how to do that how to change a nappy I mean they sound like obvious things but, but no they're, they're not, not necessarily obvious. obvious on how to do it they're you know? not obvious so there's a good little chapter here talking about your well-being and your happiness basically and, and dealing with sort of the possibility of depression and not feeling very you know your normal self after after birth which is very common and there's help numbers and it always says ask for advice as soon as you can so I think that's really good I think it's a really positive thing and I think it's a really good message and a good, uh, good bit of tech I'm going to call it would you say you're jim you're quite an expert on all things twins haven't been a like like relatively
3: i mean i'm as much of an expert in twins as seth is a doctor
2: okay fine so there we go that's perfect that's great That's set this up
0: (laughs) my name is julius and i'm your twin brother. brother brother brother
2: so let's see who knows more okay so these are some famous dads and you need to now tell me or maybe not dads they're just famous people <laughs> famous men so you've got to tell me whether they are a father of twins or not right basically. okay so first one uh, Seth Brad Pitt I'm going to say that he is a father of twins yes he has twin boys yes so one point Jim, um Jim Justin Timberlake
3: I'm going to say no in terms of the ones he knows about
2: Well, yes, in terms of the ones he knows about, correct, he has one child. Um, Seth, Roger Federer. Yes, he has two pairs of twins. Correct,
3: double points.
2: This is absolutely incredible. Nigel Farage, Jim.
3: Oh, I mean, you know. I mean, I just don't know enough about... I know he's got a wife who is is from Germany or something. Germany. I'm gonna to have to hurry you. Uh, okay, I'm gonna say right now. Uh, yes. No.
2: no. Four kids. None of them are twins. All right. no. Okay. Okay. Um. Hugh Grant. Seth. No. Um, yes. Correct. He's got four kids. No twins. A bit like Nigel
3: Farage. Yes. Um. <laughs> Jim. Uh. Michael J. Fox. Michael J Fox uh, why not yes he's got twins yes yes
2: yes he has twins Uh, there you go Uh, well done and then okay last one each Uh, Seth Denzel Washington ooh
1: um (laughs) yes I'm going to say yes
2: yes okay extra point if you can tell me their names (laughs) (laughs) um right now I'm going to have to hurry you. Are they called Denzel and Washington? <laughs> no. But that would be... Uh, I'm going to say yes. <laughs> yes. yes Why not? No, they're called no. Them Malcolm and Olivia. And then last one, uh, who should we go with? Matthew Broderick.
3: Jim. Uh, I'm going to say Matthew Broderick definitely has twins. Yeah, yes. twin
2: girls. Uh, Marion and
3: Tabitha. Yeah. Yes. So that
2: concludes twin quiz of the year. <laughs> Seth has one, two, three, four, five. Jimmy, you have three. Seth, you win five, three excellent yes what do you win Tom what, what does he win anything could, no he's shaking his head he I wins g- nothing the dad pad oh are the give dad, dad the pad dad. Okay, yeah. dad, dad pad there, there we go. go awesome there we go you can become a better father
1: Yeah. <laughs> yep and I will <laughs> well that's done. always my aspiration Jamie
2: it sh- as it should be everyone's
0: my name is Julius God. and I'm your twin brother. Brother. brother
1: brother brother so Jamie we talked a little bit in the last recording about your plans for a baby moon mm. uh you went on the baby moon i
2: went on a well no i didn't i i went on holiday with nat for a, a long weekend to barcelona and everyone else asked us how our baby moon was but it wasn't a baby moon because we stayed with friends and i think you stay with friends on a baby moon i think you kind of have a bit of a like time to yourself i think that's the whole yeah, point yeah i the, yeah i think you might be right there because it's like a honeymoon yeah whereas we went and stayed with our mates in barcelona and you know, I went to the football and... Uh, yeah, I did. I did uh, Sounds like a of, stag do. Yeah. <laughs> I, was
1: ra- I did raise
2: a few questions about that. Yeah. Didn't, didn't I? Yeah. And I saw Messi score two goals. So I came away happy. <laughs> um, but honestly, the one thing we have worked out is the baby does not like flying. I mean, admittedly, we went through some of the roughest turbulence I've ever been through in my life. Like, it was like, at least for a good 10 years, we came into... We so happened to just fly straight through a storm into Barcelona. And it was one of those where it was dropping and shaking and people were screaming. And the pilot came on and said, flight attendants, be seated immediately. And it was that kind of thing. And I was trying to keep it cool and all that kind of thing. Um, And then we got we landed but it was it was horrible because it was like rain that was like bouncing off the ground you know it was that kind of weather anyway horrible 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 flight and then the baby was just going mental for about an hour afterwards but the worst thing was it was making that really need to go for a wee because it was like kicking constantly on her bladder and we couldn't get off the plane and then we had to so we then ran onto the the little bus that takes you off your flight to the terminal and we're on there and that's Bursting for a, a yeah. piss. And, uh, and she's, she's literally turning to me and saying, I genuinely think I'm going to piss myself. I think <laughs> I'm going to piss myself. So, you know what? No, you'll be fine. You'll be fine. You're fine. And then we got to the terminal and I went, just run. Just go. I'll take the bags. Go. And she ran. And I got in there and I just see her. Going through the snake queue, you know, the, when they put the and it was empty, but she was having to do the zigzags the whole <laughs> way to the passport control, and she just gave me this look of what the fuck And she's doing. I was like, oh god, and there was no toilet in that little bit until she got past through passport <laughs> control. Oh my god. And she was just doing this snake up, like left and right, left and right for about a hundred yards. And the panic on her face was was amazing. And then she got to the front and then just bolted through. I mean, I reckon they thought she had drugs or something like on her because it looked proper dodgy. And then she, um, I'm happy to say she she made it. She didn't she didn't (laughs) wear herself, but um, it wouldn't be
1: the worst thing. Well, we we had this conversation last time about piss is fine, really. Piss is fine, yeah,
2: (laughs) yeah. Piss is fine because it's sterile. Yeah, yeah. So Seth, you've had your mother-in-law staying over recently. How's that been?
1: Yeah, that was great. Like we get on well. You know, some people don't get on with their mothers-in-law or parents-in-law. But yeah, we get on well and she was, oh, this is great for Alice to, to have her mum there. But it was just really, really helpful because, you know, there's all these things like making food and, um, you know, all those kinds of little chores around like washing up, um, going down to the shops.
3: And someone comes up and they're, they're happy to do it. Yeah. 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 They
1: want to do it to give you a break. Yeah. That's it's amazing. It's absolutely fantastic. Yeah.
3: I saw a good tweet about a mother-in-law the other day which
2: said, I live in constant fear that Trump will deport my Latina mother-in-law who lives at 1837 3rd Street, LA, 90023, Blue House. <laughs> she gets off work at six. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was quite good. Speaking about your mother-in-law, has she decided upon a name? that she? In fact, have your parents decided upon a name that they want to be called by you and by Eliza?
1: You know what? It's funny. I feel like this is a, a relatively new thing like people are becoming quite precious about being i guess because people kind of live longer now and so you don't want to you know when you're in your kind of 60s or 70s you don't feel like a a grandparent so i can understand people's kind of reservations about being called grandma but i'm like you fucking wanted us to have kids you wanted (laughs) grandchildren so surprise you are yeah you're your grandma unfortunately that's the way it rolls that's my opinion on it
3: Jim, what are, what are what are the what are the options out there? What are, what are the? It seems
2: like there's a few pops. Yeah, well, my parents have kind of uh, broached the subject a couple of times. Like my dad, I was playing golf with my dad, and he said we had a really weird discussion, and that was what do we be called? And I guess it is a really weird discussion because you always like known as for like the last thirty five years, you have been mum and dad to like you know. So what do you be, so at the moment they're going with Nana and Papa.
3: Yeah, I think it's like we've got a grandma and granddad, yeah. and a an, and a nan nanny and granddad. Yeah. You know, pretty standard. Pretty pretty standard. Yeah. yeah.
2: What have yours gone with, sir?
1: My mum's still deciding.
2: Yeah, I see, suppose my, it, does, there... it doesn't
1: actually matter until like, I'll say, I like you know, I'll say to Eliza, "Oh look, you know, here's your grandma. She's come to see you," type thing. Yeah. <laughs> Slightly to wipe my mum up, but obviously she can't say that. So she's still got a bit of, like, time to decide on what she wants Eliza to call her.
2: Right, yeah.
1: But my dad, I think my dad's settled on... So my dad's Indian, and he's settled on Bapu, which is a kind of term... You, I, you know what, I looked this up, because I was like, I need to kind of clarify exactly what this means. <laughs> Just in case it's <laughs> like <I> God. Think, <laughs> well, yeah, no, but he's got, I think he's got it slightly wrong. Because, <laughs> like, so he's um, Sikh Punjabi, and in Punjabi, I'm pretty sure that it's daddy or da- no dada is is grandfather and daddy is grandmother so i don't know where this bapu thing has come from <laughs> i think that actually means i think that actually means father <laughs> so i don't know what he's trying to do like he's trying to kind of tread cut in, in. <laughs> yeah. um you but in. but that's it now that's whatever like my mom keeps saying it so yeah i, I, that's... Bapu. I think bapu is nice bapuji bapuji well g is a, is a sort of a term a like, like, sort of a term of kind of respect that you add on
2: yeah (laughs) but you might take that away from him as he's just yeah exactly
1: okay well then let's wrap it up there i want to thank jim hickey for his wonderful insights into being a parent, uh, a pair of
3: twins. It's been therapeutic. <laughs>
1: <laughs> that's what we aim to do. Uh, thanks for having me. And Jamie, thank you again for the use of your studio.
3: Oh,
2: yeah, no worries. Actually, I'm going up a level now with Green Rock. They're asking me to read something else. So basically, Greenrock, as you know, have, have kindly lent us this studio. And um, they are an end-to-end content creation company based in central London. And their website is greenrock.tv. Uh, there you go. That's our... <clears throat> that's us using this these facilities again for another month. I'm really heartened that your boss
1: <laughs> thinks that we're so popular that that's actually going to be Well, I've told worth- him we are. Oh,
2: right, okay. <laughs> obviously.
1: And obviously don't forget that you can find us on Twitter and on Facebook at gooddadugly. So yeah, if you've got any questions or ideas for topics or anything like that. Yep. Um you know, if it's not too much trouble And you like what we're doing, we'd really appreciate it if you could kind of, you know, remember to subscribe and download and listen and tell your friends. And
2: And rate and review. And rate and review. That's the most important thing, apparently. That's the most important thing. We've been told, like, I didn't think that ever mattered, but the rate and reviews matter almost more than you listen to it. So listen, like, download it, don't listen to it, but rate and review it. Well, do listen to it. Yeah, Okay. But rate and, review, rate and review first. There's Someone clearly hasn't listened to it because I noticed there's one three star
1: review on there. What? You've noticed that, surely. Liberties?
2: Who do you reckon? I reckon I know who that was. No, it's, not, it's clearly no one that knows us. <laughs> I mean, surely one of our friends wouldn't do that to us. I know a few people who might. <laughs> yep. <Yeah. laughs> uh, no, only joking. Only joking. Only joking. Only joking.